everyone, and welcome to the Ukulele on the Ground podcast. I'm here. My name is Aldrin Guerrero. Joining me are Mr. Aaron, the voice, not commercial. What's up, Aaron? What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend, Fergan. Say what's up, Kahai. What's up? It is 1 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time on a Monday for you folks who are listening to this podcast. Uh, after the fact, not live. You know, of course, for the people who are live, you already know this. But it is Monday, and we have switched off to Mondays Live, 1 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time on our Ukulele on the Ground YouTube channel. This is the Ukulele Underground podcast where we answer any and all of your questions. You give us questions, we give you our opinions on it, or at least I'll give you my opinions on it. I'll give you, know, I'll give you my best two cents. The other two guys will give in their two cents and we'll come up with the best six cent answer just for you. Right, Kai? Mm-hmm. And Kai, how, how are you doing in this lovely, gloomy Monday here on Kauai? Kauai nei. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Because dang, is it is it kind of draining? It's kind of draining. Like I, I woke up today, I got some matcha, and I'm like, I'm ready to 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 get started with this day. And then like I'm driving into town and then I just get drained as like just gets gloomier and gloomier. Yeah. So our job today, Kahai, is to uh is is to have it bright and sunny in here, but gloomy outside. Right? Mm. Okay? Yeah. Can, can, can I get can I get a can I get a uh uh can I get a yet yata from you? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Ah, <laughs> oh, that that's guaranteed gonna brighten up my day. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and when you say it, can you can you show up a peace sign? Uh, so, Aaron, what was my first question? <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what we do here. So we you know we we we're very serious. We, we answer ukulele and non ukulele related questions, but. We also like to have some fun, just just like just like that for those of you folks who, <laughs> who are tuning in for the first time. They're like, man, you know, like I kind of wish they would answer more questions. <laughs> so let's get started. Without further ado, what is the question of the day? And oh, wait, it is live. Okay, it is live. So for those of you folks who are joining us live, who are watching via YouTube or, or wherever you may be watching us, um, you can comment on the live chat. And you can ask us questions. So, you know, you'd be like, oh, okay, well, I'm working on this song. I uh, was wondering about this part or uh, blah, blah, blah. I was wondering about this technique or like, uh, what do you think about this on the ukulele or whatever it may be. Ask them on the live chat. So without further ado, we do have a question. Um, go ahead, gentlemen. Um, all right. So I guess we were thinking Yeah. You're for, for it's like a two-part part question. Okay. So uh, part what one. part one is it and part A and B. So, so, <laughs> part so one part, A. Part one part one is like what was the first song that you ever learned uh-huh. and what makes a good first song to learn? Ooh. Right? That's very good. Okay. Very and, wait, good. Uh, and then part two is yeah. what is the first song that you were proud of learning? And what makes that like? What makes a good oh, first song that see, you would see, be see, proud see, of see. learning? Yeah. What char- oh, characteristics dang. of songs? These are great questions. Yeah. So you know, by the way, for those for those of you folks who don't you know like who don't realize like I, I I said this last week I think yeah like I come in here and I'm like all right guys what are we doing they're like we're doing a podcast it's not like a, okay we're gonna do this we're gonna ask you this question so <laughs> think about it and then you know and then answer and whatever this is like as as fresh as it gets, like they're throwing this question at me, and you you can see my live reaction to them uh, throwing this question at me. So, what 
was my very first song and what makes a good first song. Uh, my very, very first song was the song Surf by the Kyle Creative Boys. I believe it was written by Troy Fernandez, okay? It is featured on Kyle Creative Boys' second album called Valley Style for those of you folks who wanna listen to that. I didn't learn like the whole thing. I just learned a sequence. I, I mean, I, I thought I knew the whole, when, when I learned the song, I thought I knew the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come to find out there's like, there's a bridge to it and I didn't really learn that until years later, yep. <laughs> okay? Yep. So the song surf consists of these chords. C, A minor, F, G7. And the chorus goes, surf, ooh, ah, surf, everybody goes surf. Yeah. Pretty and, iconic here, no way. So, so what year was that? Ah, I just moved here to Hawaii. Um, maybe, uh, I want to say 1993. Okay. I moved in 1992, but like Iniki and all that stuff yeah. kind of happened and stuff. So I wasn't, you know, like I, I'm guessing Kauai was back up on his feet. I was at a, a church gathering. I believe it was like a church song practice and stuff. And, um, it was a church song practice. We were all there. My, my dad, my uncle guys like played guitar for the, uh, you know, for, for the church. And uh, this was at St. Raphael's Church in Koloa. And um, yeah, and, and I was, you know, I was playing, uh, I was playing guitar also. So, you know, they, they were kind of teaching me how to play and so that, so that I can also be one of the guitar players at church. And then I saw this lady who was there at practice. She had like an, an ukulele. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whoa. And because I'm what, like eight years old, you know, yeah, like yeah. In, in 1992. Um, so I'm just like I'm carrying around this big, I remember it was, I believe it was like a harmony guitar, uh -huh. you know, like it was a harmony, like, but it was a full dreadnought, size. full size, yeah. you know, like kind of get the dreadnought shaped full size guitar. Uh -huh. And I'm like, can I, I remember during the break, um, I, you know, I, I put my guitar down. I'm like, can I try that? So, you know, like, can I try the, the ukulele? And she's like, sure, 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 sure. And I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know any chords and stuff. I'm just kind of like doing, doing this, you know? <laughs> and she's like, let me teach you a song. So she teaches me the song, surf. C, A minor, F, G7. And she just teaches me that, like that simple chorus. She just goes, that's a song called surf. So if, if you play, you know, uh, she plays it for me. She's like, surf. Surf, everybody go surf. And just that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know the lyrics to it till like way later, like I said. <laughs> and I didn't even know there was a bridge in there. All she taught me was the chorus to surf. And that's what like hooked me already. And I, that was my first song. It was a great first song because, I mean, I already kind of knew how to play guitar-ish. You know, I knew how to play like a C chord in the guitar, a G chord, a D chord, G, C, D, you know, very simple yeah, yeah. A, maybe E and stuff. Like very simple guitar chord shapes. But what really draw, drew me to the, you know, what, what drawn me to the ukulele was, uh, drew me to the ukulele? <laughs> was, was the simplicity of it. I mean, like the chords, the chords that she showed me, the C, A minor, F, G7, I loved it because it was super sequential. And, you know, in the sense that like the first chord was just one finger. 
And it was so easy because that one finger for the C chord is at the bottom of the, uh, you know, bottom of the four strings. Therefore, it's closest to where your, your hand position would be. So it's not like I had to stretch super far to get that very first chord. Yeah. And from that first chord, I was, I was hooked. You know, like I heard that chord and it just sounds so happy uh -huh. you know, compared to like a guitar. Because a guitar, I don't, I mean, I've been playing guitar for a long time and I don't know if I know any one finger chords on the guitar. You know what I mean? Like some would say you could get away with playing a, you know, like a G, like with, with the one, with the one string, if you don't play the top two strings, you know, like on the guitar, but still like, if you're learning guitar properly, you're gonna learn guitar G with like with the two fingers there. Mm -hmm. I don't know any of that. And as an eight year old, like, Playing this one chord, that was everything. You know what I mean? That was, I was like, man, and it sounds good. You know, like yeah. it sounds really good. And and I've you know, I've actually tried this out with my five year old at home. She has her own ukulele, and I taught her the C chord. Plays it all the time. Uh -huh. She knows how to play it. She's she's like five. You know, she knows how to play it. And she's like, she sings whole songs with just that just one chord. Just one, one yeah. chord. You know, she doesn't quite know how to change yet, but it's fine. You know, she'll she'll get there. But it's, it was basically the same thing with, with me as a kid learning that first chord and then she shows me the second chord which is A minor. So it's, it's kind of like, okay, you know, and um, when, when, I was, uh, when I was first starting out, of course, like my, my palm, just like everybody else, you know, on the bottom like this, like of, of the ukulele, trying to hold it like that, trying to, you know, grab it. And then A minor, just put the middle finger, go at the top, I'm like, that's awesome. And then F, you, you keep that middle finger there, F chord is just the E string first fret you add that on to the, what you already have two you know uh so you went from one finger chords to, to a two finger chord and i just felt like the man you know what i mean like there's three chords i'm playing three chords on the ukulele already and then she's like okay now this is the hardest one okay it's the g7 and she was the one who told me because uh, i was trying to you know she shows it to me like this and then she's like watch if you move your wrist to the side you can get it because everything's gonna be all bunched up in the middle there and this is 92 you know what i mean yeah. like she's uh and i'm like oh, i was kind of, she saw that i was uh, having a hard time and she's like watch if you move your wrist to the side you can get all the notes uh -huh. in the g7 chord and I was so stoked, you know what I mean? Like, I, so from there, like, because I was familiar with the guitar already, like, I, I can kind of like strum, you know? Like, yeah, and, so, and switch chords. Yeah, and she just told me to just strum down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up. And it sounds like the song already. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like the song. And then as, as I was playing it, you know, she's like, she's singing the surf, ooh, yeah. wow, and I just, like I said, I felt like the man, you know what I mean? Like I I felt like like this was this was like like a brand new power that I just like that that, that just fell in seriously fell in my lap. You know what I mean? And um and that was super powerful because like I never put the uke down since. Like yeah. I um I remember my old like my old music group Silver Lining when I was in you know in, in elementary school. There's like that music group and um as led by Miss Cheryl Shintani. So I, I owe her everything, mm -hmm. you know. And um we uh you know they had ukuleles but I never like grabbed one and tried to play. So the next time you know like I was at school. Because I couldn't stop thinking about ukulele. I couldn't, because I was like a week, that's got to be a Sunday because it was a weekend, yeah. you know? So I, I, I went to school and couldn't stop thinking about it. And um, and as soon as I went, you know, to, to Silver Lining, um, I was like, 
Miss Miss Shatani, can can I can I you know like can I play ukulele like like I can like borrow one of those because mm-hmm. you can borrow and take it home and stuff. Yeah. Borrowed one and and I borrowed the uh, the silver lining book with the chords and the, with the song sheets and stuff. Yeah. And it had like a chord chart, you know, like of, of oh. like you know how to play each chord. Yeah, yeah, I took chords. that home, took the ukulele home, and I just like studied that whole like that whole book basically, yeah. you know. And I would learn stuff like polywally doodle or whatever. <laughs> like yeah, and but it was like to the song is called you come like uh, you come my house uh-huh. but then like you know that song yep. like, it's a song in hawaii that the kids sing that's usually the first ukulele song that mr shintani teaches the kids oh, okay. you know it's yeah. it goes you come my house you eat sushi that's the japanese style yeah. uh, uh, so something that's the Japanese style. So see, da 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 da. Yeah, and that's that's it. You know what I mean? Like that's like their first song. But this lady's first song that she taught me, I felt was way better. Mm-hmm. It was like, but I don't know. You know, it's silver lining. You gotta teach the kids like that kind of songs yeah, yeah. instead. Yeah. So it was filled with songs like that, and that, that's kind of how I learned how to play ukulele. So the the answer to your first question, it was surf. Yeah, yeah, you know the first song that I learned was surf. At least the you know the chorus and verse to surf. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was what that was the bug that bit me. It was the ukulele bug that bit me, and I, I haven't put it down since. And um, the what makes a good uh, first song is any song that gives the the person who's trying the ukulele for the first time that feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that feeling that I had that like as soon as I played that first chord, like I felt like this instant connection with the uh, with with the ukulele. And um and it's so easy and it's so sequential. And when you really think about it, like um now as a as a teacher, years later, that's like the perfect song to uh, you know to to teach someone, yeah? Because C, right here, if you use your ring finger for, for the C, the next chord A minor is uh is right on top but if you position your ring finger middle finger and pointer finger on one uh, frets one two and three watch how like well that fits in and then you play an f chord and you play a g7 chord it's like it's all there so if you just kind of make this triangle shape with your left hand all the chords are going to be within that triangle shape. So if as long as you can kind of play that this triangle, I believe uh, Jason Arimoto calls it like the battleship, you know, like kind of uh-huh. uh, kind of shape and stuff. So if you play this triangle G7 shape, you can pretty much play um, uh, surf because, you know, you can keep that same shape for the C. You can keep that same shape for the A minor. Put your pointer finger down for the F and then that shape again for the G7. So like your fingers don't really have to do like this because if you play the G chord, then see how that changes the whole thing, you know, or a B flat chord to F, you know, that maybe that's another kind of good way to do it. But B flat is not really beginner friendly. But that's another that's another kind of, you know, example where like it keeps the same shape if you just do frets one, two and three. So as from a teacher's point of view, I believe C, A minor, F, G7, are like the best ways to start playing ukulele because it also goes from one chord, one uh, sorry, one finger chord, one finger chord to a two finger chord to a three finger chord. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, 
It doesn't have to be surf, but these chords, I believe, are the best first chords to learn on the ukulele. And another, going deeper into it, there's a, some kind of psychological thing that happens, and that's why I fell in love with it. When you play a C chord, it's that open tuning of the ukulele, and it really introduces you to this instrument because, because it's such an open tuning. That is almost like the signature sound of the ukulele you're, you're hearing because mm -hmm. there's not, you know, like as a beginner, the more fingers that you place on the, uh, on the strings, the more chances of, uh, of, of that string not ringing out properly, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But you can concentrate all your, you can take all your concentration and put it in one finger and get that one right. And if you and can everything make, else is right. And everything yeah. else is right because it's open. So yeah. it's like the best, first best chord to, to ever start with on the ukulele, I believe is this. The uh, second best, if, you know, if, if, uh, if I were to do it again, would probably be F, like an F add nine or something like this. Cause it's just one finger same thing you hear a nice open you know open sound with the with the ukulele and you really get to know this instrument in in that sense because um in in this case c and then g7 but in f's case the five would just be c7 which you can use the same finger it's, it's all there that's uh -huh. another you know um another great first like first song that you could probably do you know you come my house Also go, uh, um, don't break my heart, my achy breaky yeah. heart. Just don't think you'll understand. Or you can like play so much <laughs> songs with just this one finger going back and forth between the E string first fret and the A string first fret. But that I believe like surf was the perfect song for me who kind of like who played a little bit of guitar who can kind of hold the three finger chord you know already and and I think the lady knew that so she's like oh let me let me teach you surf but I think everyone in Hawaii's favorites uh, not in a favorite but first song was a song surf I, I think yeah. like Morris I would say most people most people's first song was surf I remember you know you asked that to like Kalei it's like oh yeah it's, it's surf you asked <laughs> yeah. you know like Taimon Garner and all these like all these uh, professional ukulele players they would probably say surf and I believe surf is like the, the perfect like uh, beginner song to uh, for for you know for somebody looking to play the ukulele and, I, and there's just something about that C chord once you play it and everything rings out and you get that C chord right you know and like I said psychologically there's something happening there and there's a reason why my daughter plays that chord all the time because she, like she knows how to play that chord to her it's like it's it's magic you know like i can create music by just placing my finger here and like yeah. you know and strumming the strings <laughs> and it's there's there's matches electricity that happens you know and it's firing up all cylinders in her brain it's like ah oh, this is that there's there, there's there's a certain charm to this four stringed instrument yeah, yeah the what gateway about, is a C chord. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, what about the second part of the, the question? Oh, so, what was the second part? So, the, the second question was what was the first song that you remember oh, being proud, proud. of oh, learning? Okay. All and right. What goes into that? Like, what are the so characteristics the, the of the first, songs that. The first one that? I was proud of to learn um, was uh, it was. I'll be your baby tonight, followed by uh, Guava Jam. And there's, so this is, there's, there's two parts of this. So the first, you know, um, 
I I kind of you know after like fourth grade or something like so a couple after a couple of years playing the ukulele I say like you know I never put it down but like I like I kept playing but I wasn't like like playing as much because um, silver lining wasn't you know wasn't doing too much and stuff and I was just kind of playing playing by myself and whatever and there were like mean kids in school because all like <laughs> all I knew how to play was silver lining stuff and they were playing Kyle Crater Boy songs yeah. and I wasn't good enough to play there's like there is a gap where like I was I wasn't mad at the ukulele but I think I was I loved playing ukulele but the the you know the kids that like that could also play ukulele that I wanted to play it with were not very nice, uh, you know? Like, and, and I remember they were all not very nice. And I was already like- <laughs> To you. And then, yeah, to me. Maybe they were nice to I was already the, uh, like, the foreign kid, you know? Like, because I, I moved here in Hawaii from the Philippines in the second grade. So like, I was already kind of like, not, you know, not local. I already talked funny to them. I talked funny, you know, because I didn't have an accent. So they were looking for my Filipino accent, but I didn't because I'm from the city. And you and didn't then, have a pigeon And accent. I didn't have a pigeon yeah. accent. Yeah. So they just thought I just sounded weird because I just spoke straight English. You know what I mean? like, and um, so I remember there was, there was a lull in there. And then came my friend Kaniho who, that you would see in the videos later on. And I meet him in the seventh grade. So between the grades four and seven, I didn't really play that much ukulele. I never put it down. I still played. But it was tough to, you know, to play. So I didn't get any better or anything yeah. like that. During that time, did you get your own ukulele or were you I got a prelude. Or... Yeah, I got a prelude okay. ukulele. Yeah. So my prelude ukulele. And that's, uh, well, I'll save that for another for yeah. another day. I love that story. But yeah. Yeah, um, so I, you know, in, in seventh grade, I'm, I'm talking to my friend like um, Kaniho, and he brings his like kamaka ukulele to school and stuff. And he said that like, oh yeah, my my family plays, so I've been learning from my family. I'm like, I play too, you know, like, uh, but I don't want to bust out my silver lining songs <laughs> yeah. just just in case. I thought, and he was like, I remember when we had the podcast with him, right? He's like, yeah. oh yeah, I learned Bubble B, right? Yeah, he's like playing Bubble B, and then you. You come my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so I like I started kind of learning more like local songs and stuff. So I, I started like playing more local songs with Kanio because Kanio like he just started playing ukulele. I'm like awesome because I didn't really get that far with the ukulele. So mm -hmm. we're kind of like the same, uh, you know, at the same level. And then um, I remember like you know people had landlines you kids you know i don't know if you know about landline landline phones but on, on my <laughs> landline phone i was talking with with uh, with, with kaniho and uh and he said that like hey aldrin i i really like that song i'll be your baby tonight on the kyle creator boys sec oh, once again second album yeah. valley style and um and he's like but i can't quite figure out the picking for it I'm like, oh, let me, uh, like, I'll, I'll see what I can do. And then, like, so I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to figure it out. And he's with me, like, on, on the phone oh, while I'm, like, trying to figure it out. So, so connected yeah. to the wall. Yeah, 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 Trying yeah. to play something and, on the radio. And this is, your... we're talking the 90s, right? Yeah, yeah. Is, like, I saw a seventh grade, it was 97, 98, was or whatever. Was it cassette or was it, it was, CD? It was, like, a, it, it was my, my, my dad's, like, sound system, oh, you know? Because like, yeah, yeah. in the 90s, that's, that's what you had. Yeah. You either had, like, a small cassette player or whatever, or, like, a big, like... In, in like, the living room. Yeah, in the living room sounds, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because that's where the CD player was, you yeah. Yeah. So 
But it, but it was a cassette. That yeah, no, 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 it was a CD. It was, it was a, a CD. CD. It was a Valley okay. CD. So I was uh, I was listening to it, and then we would re- rewind. I was like, does that sound does that sound okay? So I I figured it out. Like mm-hmm. I figured out I'll be your baby tonight just by like by ear and by by feeling it. You yeah. Know? And um and Kani was like, oh that's so awesome. Can you can you teach it to me? Uh-huh. I was like, wait what? You know, like he's like teach to me on the phone. Just this. tell me what what <laughs> what you yeah. know what fret Frets. you're playing, and uh and, and you know teach me the teach me the picking. I was like ah uh, okay. So I remember teaching it to. I remember like teaching it to him within like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, like the whole the whole picking. You know, uh-huh. and I was super proud of it because like not only did it you know did I learn it on the spot like um, this by by listening to it. My friend was there to to. Uh, to to witness me just kind of figuring it out, <laughs> yeah. you know, I also taught it to said friend that very same conversation, yeah. and like, and I I was proud of it because I, I feel like that was my very first lesson that I've ever given on the ukulele. It was yeah. to Kaniho, and it was I'll be your <laughs> and baby it was tonight. Virtual. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, <laughs> via satellite. It was early virtual. Yeah, my my <laughs> on on phone line, yeah. not not online, yeah. on phone line. Yeah, it was on on a line. <laughs> on a line. Yeah, and 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 if we ever get Kanyo back here, he has to tell that same story because we were on the phone and it's like, can you can you teach that? Can you teach it to me? Because I wanna I wanna play that because that's he was the one who wanted to learn that. Yeah. Right. So wait, what part was it? Um. Yeah. The picking. Yeah. <laughs> that whole that, thing. That whole thing. <laughs> Learned it on the phone, you know? <laughs> and then, um, so it, it was, and I taught it. To him over the phone, and I was—I remember being so proud that I learned that, and and, and I taught it uh, taught it to Kanye over the phone, and um, the 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 next song that I was proud of learning, my friend Troy Legazzo, not Fernandez, Troy Legazzo, <laughs> he taught me this song. Um, uh, uh, Guava Jam, and that was my very first like pure. Picking song that uh-huh. I that I learned. It was Guava Jam, and it was from Troy Lagazzo, and he like taught me part for part. I remember waiting, you know, like and f- like hunting him down every lunch recess uh-huh. just to like, okay, can you teach me the next part? Can you teach me the next part? Please, uh-huh. please teach me the next part. So it was over the course of like a week or two. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a while and yeah. stuff. And um, he taught me that song. He taught me like like uh, what was that? Here's a lay. He taught me that's that song too. So it was kind of like that's was, a mm-hmm. that's a here's a lay. Is that, isn't that also like Kyle Crater, Crater, Yeah, Kyle Crater Boys. Kyle Crater Boys from the first album, mm-hmm. uh, Tropical Hawaiian Day, which also Guava Jam, Tropical Hawaiian Day, first album. Mm-hmm. So all Kyle, <laughs> that, I mean, everything was Kyle Crater Boys back, back yeah, in the day. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, yeah. if you played ukulele, you played Kyle Crater Boys songs. Like <laughs> in that's the nineties, definitely not silver lining songs, you know, because um, that <laughs> that doesn't give you that any gets cred. you beaten up. In the the <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, I remember those two. And uh, uh, an additional fun fact: I think it was um, uh, our one of our videos. It might have been like. Um, a guava jam or or a video that I played of like um of uh here's a lay. Uh-huh. Troy 
commented on that you oh. know and and he's like oh like a so, something he commented something and then it was like because we've known each other for a long time he took like a small jab you know because like, that's what friends do he yeah, took yeah. a small jab and then somebody commented back like hey you know like he's like uh, uh like how you Something about like he he was basically defending me oh. like to to Troy and it's like yo you gotta understand this is the guy who taught me that song yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? like yeah. this is this guy who taught that to me and then and then Troy had to like kind of like yo hey sorry your your fans are so like so <laughs> rapid you know and um yeah it was it was really cool so that's that's like the the first song that I'm like I had to put to you know put pieces together i was taught it by someone else mm-hmm. but i put, put the pieces together i'm like yeah so guava jam was my very first like like big like instrumental song that i learned and i played it all the time and my favorite part was the because that i couldn't do on my uh, uh prelude. on my prelude yeah. ukulele so I remember getting my very first concert Kamaka ukulele, and when I could do that for the first Finally time, I was like, do it. "Yes, yeah. look how good this sounds!" You know, like, <laughs> God, it sounds so good. Yeah. And I remember, like, it just uh, the the prelude didn't have enough frets. No, right? no. Yeah. So that must have been like uh, eighth, ninth grade, like where where I learned that song because I probably learned it eighth grade, trying to practice it, trying to like get it down and stuff. I got my my Kamaka concert. When I was in the ninth grade, and I remember playing that for the first time, I was like, "That is, that's how it's supposed to sound." Because <laughs> I would just be, I would just play that as a yeah, bar, yeah. you know, instead of, which sounds completely different, you uh, know. Yeah, this is the very first song that I was proud of. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. So, so what what makes a song that you would be proud of? Like, what what kind of what you know what were the elements yeah to of a song that, that you would, you could be proud of um or anyone yeah in their own ukulele journey right so you know the sense of pride comes from like a sense of accomplishment right mm-hmm. so if you have a sense and it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be like an all instrumental song but something that you know that you can be proud of is is something that you put a lot of you know a lot of time into and and something that you feel accomplished doing so whatever that is that gives you that feeling would be you know would be the best um song to make you feel proud so it can be like i don't know like a um if you've been playing three chord songs for a long time maybe like a five six chord song your very first five six chord song or if you you know if you have a hard time playing b flat for example and you play a song with a b flat on it and it sounds decent that's got to give you a sense of pride you know or if uh if you're not very good at bar chords for example or the e or e chord you know like if you play a song with an e chord you gotta have that sense of like man that sense of accomplishment that like i used to have a hard time with this e i got it down now you know like and it, it sounds it sounds really good and i feel accomplished because that that sense of accomplishment will you should be proud of because it's not easy to you know to to get the b flat chord it's not easy to get you know a bar or or a an e chord so i don't care what anybody says somebody might be able to get it like the first time first day or whatever but that's not how it is for some people and if if you're one of those people that don't get it like the first time or the first day like me it's a huge sense of accomplishment to get something you know something like that but for myself um it was uh it was the fact that like i could play an entire song 
with just my ukulele and my ukulele was the one basically playing the chords and singing you know like that's that's what you know what what solo ukulele is basically you're playing the background and you're playing the uh, the the melody line so by playing the background and the melody line together in this one song that i could do i i felt really proud that it's like i'm finally letting my ukulele sing you know like that was that sense of like of pride for me and that's i've feel like what makes a good uh song to be proud of it's it's that sense of whatever sense of accomplishment that you feel like uh that's that would be something that uh, you know you can be proud of i think yeah. uh i think related to that yeah like i can remember the first songs that i learned by ear yeah and i think if you ask a lot of musicians who've been playing a while they, they'll probably remember too like oh yeah i knew it like mm -hmm. i know exactly what song like I didn't have anybody else helping mm -hmm. me. I mm -hmm. just listened to the song and I could pick yeah. out the notes. Because yeah. when you pick out the notes and they match up to it, mm -hmm. it's like such a good feeling of like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I got it. Like I figured yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't anybody who I didn't look it up or there wasn't anybody yeah. who's like, you play it right here. It's just like, just by intuition, I, I figured it out. Yeah, and that's that's what made, you know, like uh, I'll be your baby tonight. Like so, like I was so proud of it because I'm yeah. like, here's here's my chance to show you know to show my <laughs> yeah. friend like what what I can you know what I can do and stuff because like I don't know like early on like we you know we had this tiny Casio piano you mm -hmm. know and I remember my sister taking piano lessons and we didn't have a piano at home so I don't know why the heck she was like taking piano lessons <laughs> but I remember my dad like would just you know would would uh would, would be playing you know we, we watched a lot of like my, my sister watched a lot of disney films and stuff so he would play like like a whole new world from aladdin but then you know the like casio couldn't play more than two notes at the same time <laughs> so you just play like the melody line yeah. and stuff I'm like dad how are you doing that you don't have music and stuff he's like oh just like you know if you just listen and you and match, match it and it, whatever yeah. and i'm like that's so cool so like i just did that with you know with, with the ukulele with um i remember the very first one that i did that to was um was you don't write by Kyle Crater Boys? Uh -huh. That was like the first song, and I I didn't get the whole thing, but I just got. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. I got that far, and I'm like so stoked. I'm like, wow, <laughs> check this out! I can uh -huh. do the picking for you don't write. I like play the rest. I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I would have to listen to it more. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's like a sense of accomplishment, you know. But I feel like. I was really proud when I, I I figured out like I'll be your baby like in front of my you know, in front of my friend yeah. and like and taught it to him and stuff and and therefore like giving me the first um like that sense of that feeling of like teaching somebody yeah. and I think that was when I got bit by that bug. You know? <laughs> uh, it's a sort of a separate <laughs> like, thing. Yeah, well, that's my origin story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. That's yeah, that's cool. that's my answers to your questions, guys. Yeah. Do we have uh, questions from the audience? Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Hit me. With your best <laughs> shot. <laughs> uh, so Gregory said, yeah. "Please show us your finger roll." Ooh, <laughs> like in basketball? <laughs> no. Uh, finger roll. Uh, okay. Well, there, there are there there are multiple roles. finger uh, rolls. I don't finger roll. I guess I guess it could be like a because it would be like a five finger roll, like you know, ten finger roll, whatever. I guess that is what they what they call it, right? So a finger roll for me is is just it's not really you know like uh, like using individual fingers. I feel like it's just my hand 
opening and closing. Like that's really all, all it is. So if you strum, you just let the weight of your hand do all the work, which means, and I, and I see a lot of beginners making this mistake To If you're forcing the down strum, if you're like doing this, you know, like if you're, uh, if you're, uh, if you're doing a down strum, it's, it's like too much. Just let the hand just kind of drop. If you let the hand drop, you get a down strum. Like don't, you know, you don't have to put any effort to it because uh, you put the effort on the up strum and then you let your hand drop for the, for the down strum. So it sounds like this. You get a good, um, what you call? Um, swing, like when you, when you do this. So that's why it, when, when people say like, ah, oh, it almost looks effortless because there is no effort on the down strum because I just let it, let the hand just drop. See, like what I mean by what I mean by letting the hand drop, see like how my whole hand drops, like my my uh, the position of my hand with my thumb up here, it just drops. I see a lot of people doing this where like, you know, like their thumb does, you know, stays here and that you have to try to do this. You have to like put effort into like opening your hand this way. But if you just let your hand drop, there's no effort in that, okay? So when I let my hand drop, all I'm doing with the roll to answer your question is I'm opening my hand up. So watch. So this is my regular down strum. So if I were to strum with four fingers, it would sound like this, all right? And you see there's nothing going on. I'm just dropping the hand as I, you know, if I were to strum, that's with, that's with all four fingers. Now, if I strum it off four fingers as I open my hand, it looks like this. So here's the down strum. Here's the roll. So here's, here's what it looks like in slow motion. It's just going from close to open. I'll with show it to you from this with side. The same letting yeah, the, it's letting the hand drop. Because when I uh, when when I point to myself and I teach this over at Ukula on the ground, you know, you basically point to yourself and you point down to the ground, right? Point to yourself, point down to the ground. When you're pointing to yourself, your pointer finger is curling in, okay? And that means when you curl in, the rest of your fingers should follow. The mistake that a lot of people make when they're doing the rolls is they try to roll with the uh, with um. I guess with the pointer finger out like this, they're trying to do, they're trying to like like they're trying to throw up uh like i don't know like a like a candy at a parade yeah candy at a parade exactly <laughs> you know, like throwing candy at a parade it's not this is not the motion because if this if this is your motion when you're trying to, if you're going pointer to pinky your pointer finger is all the way out here there's no strings here you know what i mean if you're doing that there's no strings there but watch what what happens when i do the open so what i i Close my, you know, close my, my hand, still loose, right? I'm not like, it's not a tight fist or anything. It's like loose and open, right? So loose, open. And just like by opening it, it'll naturally stagger on the strings. See that? So it's not like uh, a lot of, a lot of people do this too. They make the mistake of like, you know, like doing one at a time, like doing this thing. That's not it either. Cause it's not natural. You know what I mean? A natural movement is to just let your hand drop and then opening your hand. So it looks invisible when I do a down, up, down, up, and then I do a roll. Because you can see me like kind of, you know, like winding up and then opening it up. And you can kind of see my hand doing this. It looks effortless because there is no effort. The effort is in lifting my hand for the up strum and then letting that hand drop. it up. I can get my thumb involved, 
my like closing the you know the fist and opening opening it up and using my thumb for that up and then the down for the uh one for the the roll and the open so instead of pointing uh strumming up with my pointed finger i'll strum up with my thumb and then do the open to extend that roll you know You know, th those are um, those are some things to kind of watch out for. If you're like it, trying to do it individually like that, it's not really how. I mean, although you, you can kind of get that that sound, but it doesn't sound clean. It doesn't sound even, and it doesn't sound consistent. Whereas this, you hear the drag. Yeah. It really is just drag. You're like you're trying to open your hand as you know, like as it kind of cascades over the strings like that. like you're I'm rolling my fingers one at a time but it's actually just this just opening closing opening and you can kind of see how my pinky finger will uh, you know what will hit first so as I'm opening my my hand I do that motion of letting my hand drop and it's from this side. yeah then of course but my normal roll really is a two finger roll that's like my original technique that that you know that I've done so it's the same thing but like I have my I have my hand closed and I open again but then I'm only use these two fingers so pointer and middle, middle pointer finger. yeah pointer and middle finger kind of like my little original technique it's like dragging the pointer finger on the up strum middle pointer because pretty comparable to the five finger roll um and since i pick with these three it just you know makes so much sense if i'm gonna do all the difference when I go into a picking from uh, from there like so that's a two yeah so that's two four two, and five four and five finger rolls so five finger rolls on with the thumb going you know like um, going along with the, the closing and the opening of the hand, four finger is the one that's like pretty co the most common for me anyway. Uh, and then my original technique is the two. Those those are the finger rolls. Yeah. Yeah. Or what question. about ten? There is a <laughs> ten, <laughs> ten finger roll for anyone wondering. It's like a Jake Shimabukuro technique, and it's uh, down with the thumb. So down with the thumb, and you kind of have to like lift your elbow so to get in that position because you can kind of see as soon as I lift my elbow, my my pinky finger is here. It's gonna be pinky ring middle pointer. So one. Two, three, four, five, and then pinky ring middle pointer again, but this way in the thumb. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So if you're doing it's like
Yeah. That's really like the only time you'd use it. For, <laughs> yeah. Like, or like big, you Something know, I, like I know that. Jake uses it like in endings and stuff when it's like. Yeah. Do stuff like that, you know, but yeah. it's it's kind of a specialty thing. It's not something that you you would use in like a normal song, you know. Yeah, but I think the point is mm. that it's always pinky first. Yes, right. Because like, I've even I've even seen teachers teach oh, that pointer finger pointer. Yeah, yeah. Like, this 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 that's it, not it. That's it, not it. If you do pointer finger first, it your takes, pointer finger will be out here, and then like to, you have to like bring it all the way. Then that. It doesn't make sense, okay? Yeah, yeah. So. That's I. I feel like that's one of those where it it totally takes you out of your standard yeah. form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so the efficiency is not mm-hmm. there when you do, Ooh. and 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 a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of people look at it, yeah. see the roll, and think that it's pointer first. Yeah, just yeah. for some reason it. Yeah, but it's not. I don't know. It's not. It's It's the pinky hitting the strings, and like the pinky's not even gonna like close all the way because that's the first thing that's gonna hit. Yeah, so it's it looks like this. Looks like I I call it like the staircase when I do like workshops on this. You know, so the pointer finger will go down, and the middle finger will follow, ring finger and pinky finger. It looks like that. So it's like a you know like a staircase, and it looks like this as you know because this is the see how like kind of natural it looks if I were to make a fist. With my pointer finger closing first, and then like the rest of my fingers closing with it, looks like that. Oh, like that. So as I open it, so it's almost like a hula dancer's hand. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. One of pretty pretty often, I'll, yeah. I'll see something like that. Yeah, pointer finger first is, but I don't know. Like, we yeah. might we might be like poking you, a beehive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, people will be like, "Hey, there's, I've been doing it that way for no, fifty years, yeah, young one." You know, like, there's no uh, wrong yeah, way to play yeah. the ukulele, <laughs> but yeah, there just, are more efficient ways to yes, play the ukulele yeah. there you go. Than, than others. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. And usually, right? Don't like, want to be poking beehives. <laughs> <laughs> that, but then that—that that is the thing where it's like it's yeah. not wrong. But then, <laughs> like when people come and they're like, "Why can't I play this?" It's like very clearly, it's like, uh-huh. "Oh, we can see like exactly mm-hmm. why." Yeah, yeah. There's like common yeah. things that people do. And also, like the no, like twisting the wrist. If they just go like this, you know, like even if it's like the pinky finger with that, it just looks so wrong. And like, and I can kind of see this. Like, mm-hmm. that's not that great for you, you know. You know. And like keeping the the thumb up here, like I see that a lot, you know, like and people just kind of do like this kind of strum or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, that's that's why you come see me <laughs> and uh, we'll work on it together. Yeah, we can give you some O's. <laughs> yeah, some O's. <laughs> All right, Kai. Next question. That's a great one. Yep. Thank you for asking. So it's like kind of similar. It's like yeah. uh, I'm working on the love song and having trouble the with L O V E. No, L O V E. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, having trouble with the chuck. Any tips? Oh. And then I, I asked Robert if there's anything in particular with it. And he says, when I hit the palm to the strings, I'm getting sound from the strings, not the chunks. Mm. <laughs> First, at Ukulele on the ground, it's called chunk, and it's for a reason. You know, like, uh, we call it chunk because I feel like that's the sound that it makes. It's like an automatopoeia, you know, like mm. chunk. Down a chunk, down a chunk. I can see why people call it Chuck, but I don't know. Like you know, I, but every time I hear somebody uh, teach Chuck, it's always using the palm, like how you mentioned. Like yeah. oh, if once I hit the strings with my palm, it doesn't sound right. It's because you're using your palm. 
you shouldn't be using your palm to stop the strings. If you're doing this, that's, that's not it, you know? If you're trying to stop the strings that way, remember I said like, you know, twist the wrist? So if you twist the wrist, the, the thumb shouldn't be up there, you know? And that means you're doing one of these, you know? Or you're, you're, you're kind of doing this, where, like, where, where you're not really twisting your wrist. If you're twisting your wrist like how you should, that means the, the wrist is here, the palm is, is not anywhere near the, you know, the strings. You see my palm? Kind of facing that way okay so what that does what is facing the strings is your is your thumbs so you watch this pointer finger and i'm just gonna drop that hand when i drop that hand the closest thing to the strings is my thumb so this is where you you know you strum right this is the sweet spot so if you just drop the hand so strum with all four fingers and then as you drop the hand, you're just gonna stop it with this side of your thumb. So I'm glad they call it Chuck because this, and you can even go back to L-O-V-E, I call it Chunk. I have never called what I do a Chuck because it is not the same thing. So, uh, so the Chunk is dropping the hand, letting the weight of the hand go down and as you know, as you're strumming all four fingers, and it's not two separate motions. It's not like you're strumming and then you're stopping it, you know, with with the with the thumb. So it, I don't want to see the uh, you know the the wrist or the the forearm move in like that. Why? See how my forearm? It doesn't you know it doesn't move in. It doesn't have to. You just let the hand drop, and the thumb should be there to uh, to to strum the strings. dropping the hand strumming with all four fingers stopping it with this side of my my thumb so you, you can kind of see from this the twist see the twist the twist of the wrist will stop the strings i think that's the best angle that we can do for the chunk right there because it's this part of the thumb that's stopping the strings from from ringing out and that's this is what it looks like from the side so um l is for the way you look at me oh, is for the only one I see so why do I not use the palm I don't use the palm because if you use the palm it messes with my uh, with my natural rhythm remember I said there's no effort in doing the downstrom if you're forcing the downstrom that's too much so you the effort is in lifting and then just dropping the hat right what this does, it gives me a natural swing. So one and two and three, because as soon as I go up, then it just drops down. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. If I were to take my palm and stop the strings, that's like seeing a pendulum going back and forth and back and forth, nice and consistently, and then grabbing it in the middle and then letting it go. And, and then expecting, expecting it to, yeah, expecting it to be like, you know, to be consistent. So if you do this, it's gonna stop that, you know, that momentum that you that you're building up during the strum. So watch when I do, you know, like a down up, down up. This is my regular down up, down up. If I add a chunk in there, it's invisible. So I'm gonna chunk uh, without without using all four fingers. So it only looks different because I'm using four fingers. But watch if I just use my pointer finger and do the chunk.
strum is strum is consistent and you don't hear like it's two separate things, you know what I mean? It's not like I'm doing the strum and then I'm gonna add a chuck here, you know, like, mm -hmm. and it's it's like it's it, its own thing or whatever, but it is part of the strumming uh, pattern, <laughs> you know, because, because really that's what it is. Yeah. It's this pattern that you have of down, down, down chunk up, anything that disrupts that i.e. taking your palm and stopping strings that like that is co a completely different um motion with my uh, with my forearm because my forearm isn't even involved you know what i mean like this is the this is the motion it's just my my thumb gets closer see how my my forearm is not part of this strumming pattern it's his own thing, so. Yeah, nice. In the chat, he said he got him. Oh, see? <laughs> so, C chunk so. greater than, nah, I don't know. See, poke, poke and beehives. Poke and I don't want to poke beehives because people are like, no, that's, no, this is how I've like, always... that's This is how I've always chucked or whatever, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. So. Actually, I think the chuck, um, the term chuck yeah. comes from like, I. I think they they use that in Jamaican music. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like chugga, like, chugga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, chuck. So chuck, boom, yeah. chucka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boom, so, so maybe that that might have been where that yeah. came from. But but I'm not saying that you know like uh, that it doesn't exist because in flamenco music it is definitely used. You know, but the follow up is a lot different. So in flamenco, you know, like you do use the, the palm to stop it, but the follow-up is this like quick flick with the, the pointer finger. So, you know, it's, it's that. I don't <laughs> yeah. play flamenco, but I've seen Daniel Ward like uh like do that, do that technique with with the with a with palm hitting it, but still, like like I said, it's this is forearm that's kind of like or or the wrist that's that's going back and forth, which involves the forearm. So if you're just trying to play uh L-O-V-E, which is really nice, kind of relaxing song, you don't want to put as much effort like how a flamenco player would, yeah. you know, would, would put it on there, yeah? So, yeah. and it's two completely different feels also, mm -hmm. you know? Because a flamenco, it's more very like precise, you know? Like yeah, yeah. Um, where L-O-V-E is this kind of a jazzy song. It has that swing that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. uh, poking beehives today. That's what I mean, <laughs> man. That's the title of the episode. <laughs> I think, that? uh, pa like the palm chuck too yeah. can come from like guitar players, like yeah. trying to teach it. Because with guitar, there is like where if you're finger picking, you can yeah. slap the strings to make that yeah. percussion yeah, yeah, yeah. fit. Yeah. But then usually like too, it's not, you're not strumming, you're usually like finger, finger picking. picking. Yeah, like a... Yeah. But even and then, it's not the palm. You're, yeah, not, right. you're not using the palm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, but like, I think like if... I came from a guitar teacher, or I was a guitar mm -hmm. teacher, and mm -hmm. then I came to ukulele, and I saw mm -hmm. that I'd probably be like, "Oh, that's like the same thing." That's I just like this. <laughs> yeah, I can. I already yeah. do that, right? Yeah. And I think that's also like when we see people try to do the chunk. Yeah. Like they'll strum over the sound hole, mm -hmm. and then they they kind of have like some hesitation before like dropping and then yeah. muting the string with their um, thumb too mm. but you kind of it's like you said you have to go in with one motion mm -hmm. and if you strum over the sweet spot it's like you can't really like dig in too much or you, you, you 
if you do it, you're gonna hit the uke, and then that's mm. it, right? Like yeah, that's the yeah, stopping yeah. point. Yeah. So there's like a hard stop to like it'll just like give you feedback and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. you just kind of have to do it. Like you just have to hit hit the, hit your uke, and then it's yeah. like okay, like I can either not do it as much or like I can you know I have to do it more to get that really like that mm-hmm. beefy sound mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. So where does it end? Like you said. <laughs> so um, yeah, another question. Let's just, just keep going. I love this. Uh, Marvelous Maker said, uh, are ukulele tuning pegs one size fits all or do I need to measure stuff to order the right parts? Oh, yeah. No, you need to measure stuff. But it's not one size fits all. Most you know, uh, most of it, like the uh, like the hole and stuff that you put in, if it's one of these kind of Grover, like um, or like shallower tune, like you know those like normal tuners and stuff, it's kind of like the same. But I would definitely measure just in case, like the, um, for example, like if you're you know if you're using like stealth tuners, it's definitely not the same. You know, uh, if you're using like uh, some friction tuners, definitely not the same. Um, if you're using like the big rollers, definitely not the same. If you're using slotted headstocks, definitely not the same. So yeah, I would, I would measure and figure out the, uh, the, um, the circumference of the, um, of the tuner so that it matches the circumference of the hole on your, uh, uh, on the headstock. I, w- I would check those things. That's yeah. not something that like, if I just buy any, like, you know, any tuners, it'll fit most will but not all yeah. yeah and and that's the thing too is that if you switch mm-hmm. to one where the diameter is like bigger yeah. you'll have to drill out yeah and then you can never switch back to yeah. something smaller yeah something yeah. small so, again yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 because and, there are definitely you know bigger like bigger tuners out there like a big you know like the the machine part yeah, of the, yeah. Roller. the peg yeah. itself yeah. or the where where the string winds around mm-hmm. yeah um, so. so yeah, unless you're switching out for the exact same model mm-hmm. of tu- tuner or tuning peg, yeah, it's not. It's, yeah, it's, it's just good practice. May to not be check. the same. I, I would, you know. I w- yeah, and I think it should be like relatively like if you look up whatever mm-hmm. model or brand of ukulele you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think online they they'll probably tell you like yeah, oh, yeah that's true. Use that's this true. type of tuner. Yeah. But then if you're not sure, if like you look it up, you're really not sure, then I would just like take it into like a music shop or a luthier and then ask them if they can help you out too. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, next. Okay, Andre said, uh, in a nice interview, uh, Taimane said that she thinks Aldrin is the fastest ukulele player she knows. Are there useful exercises to become faster? Ah, uh-huh. that's just time. That's just time on being nice. I think. <laughs> no, well, I I don't know. I I think that's more of a joke. Whereas, like, I rush all the songs that I play. <laughs> so, like, I guess I think amongst like us, like ukulele players, like it's an inside joke that I'm the fastest player because I <laughs> normally on stage place play stuff like 50 bpms faster than it's, <laughs> it's supposed to you know um but there there are you know like helpful exercises um practicing with a you know with, with a metronome and and really doing like quarter eighth 16s if you can get to 30 seconds you know like if it's not too fast you can get to 30 seconds that's a good practice because that's kind of it's not enough to to be able to move fast but it's to be able to 
switch between those rhythms, between a quarter note, an eighth note, 16 and 32nd note, and knowing when to do that with accuracy, I feel like that's more important. And then you can practice the speed by just um, upping the, uh, you know, upping the, the, the tempo on your, um, on your metronome. I know metronome work is like, super tedious and, and it's not the most fun thing but that's you know that's one thing you can do another if you want like a physical exercise just like just shake you know shake your wrists like this just try to shake it like almost like after if you wash you know i hope you do like wash your hands after the bathroom and you're trying to get rid of the water like that motion right there try to do that as fast as you can you know like and that's that's it because remember i said you're just letting this hand drop right so the effort in letting that drop that same movement is the same thing is like you know like taking the taking the water from your hands and trying to get rid of it in the in the sink trying to you know trying to do this so to um, i guess flick the water off your hands like <laughs> that kind of flick that's that's the that's the motion if you can just keep flicking like that and just keep you know and and point a little bit forward that same motion is what i use to, to strum really fast okay um but yeah metronome work will, will definitely you know do you some good um form is is a is another big thing if your form is wrong like for example if you're not using your wrist and you're using your forearm forget it you're just not going to get those fast you know those fast drums if you're trying to use your use your forearm like i can't even do it because it's so <laughs> stiff you know if you're using your forearm it stiffens everything up and in order to play fast that's the opposite of what you want you want things to be loose so that it can go fast you know so uh good form is always important if you want good form private lesson with, uh, with, with me and out because it's not something that i can just like oh, this is how it is because everybody has different forms everyone has different hands different different arms different whatever so that's something that we need to work on together oh yeah yeah it goes still goes back to that efficiency thing yeah right You're, if you have this yeah proper if, form if, you if have you're proper not, form if you're doing this correctly wasting any motions yeah because yeah. if you watch you know like i feel like one of the fastest if not the fastest yeah like is like jake you know what i mean if you watch jake play and you watch his like fast the and fast consistent. drums it's like he gets into a form where like where it, it looks like a blur and it looks like a blur because things are loose and his form is like flawless you know so that's how he's able to get those um those fast drums you watch the video of like while my guitar gently weeps you're not gonna see his forearm moving up and down like you're gonna see mostly mostly wrist and like the faster it is the less forearm movement the, the more he's just kind of relax the wrist and use more of that than you know like uh so it looks like just kind of open up the you know open up the hand where he does the rolls it's exactly like what i've been talking about this whole time like just watch his form when he's playing like gently weeps or like um or orange world is another great you know um another great fast strumming sound like jake does i feel like that song or uh let's see um cross current is another like kind of really cool fast strumming song that he does yeah watch the form it's it's all in, it's all in the form it's all in the looseness of the wrists, all in the form. Yeah. yeah, I think for a lot of that kind of stuff too, it can be a little bit deceptive because it's like uh, like the roll, right? You can look mm. at it and be like, oh, so it's like pointer to pinky. That's yeah. that's obviously what's yeah. going on. And if they look at Jake playing, it's like, oh, he's like really like using a lot of strength, so he must be using his forearm a lot to be like trying yeah. to strum that fast. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of it is actually like counterintuitive, where it's like. I'm trying to make my movement as like small as possible yeah, to condense yeah. as much energy into yeah, it as yeah. I can. 
Yeah, because I guess the more you exert the energy, the less you know, the less speed that you're gonna get. You're kind of like wasting yeah, yeah, yeah. energy at yeah. that point. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Well, do one more. I know we're we're past our time and stuff, but we're not doing like live coaching today. So I think we can do maybe one more, Kai. Okay. Uh, we'll try and like answer this one. Uh, oh. So Sylvia said, yeah. um, "Please talk about practicing structure and daily amount for beginners and intermediate. What would you add slash take away for each level?" Okay, very good question. I mean, I've answered this before, but I'll I'll take on it again. Um, for for me, and this it's gonna be different for everyone because like you know it depends on how serious you you take the ukulele. Okay, and how, how like what kind of level you want to reach. Like you said, it is going to be different from you know for each level because. In, in high school, my, my band teacher taught me to, to practice 30 minutes a day. It's more about consistency than, than the length of the practice. If you can practice 30 minutes a day, then, um, then in, in those 30 minutes, you can basically retain a lot more information. The longer you go on, the less the, you know, the uh, information that you'll retain. There's, there's such thing as over-practice as well. But if you do it every day for 30 minutes, you get a, like, you know, the perfect amount of you know, retaining information kind of time and, and the consistency of practicing every day. But you know, if you tell that to somebody like from Juilliard, we're like, no, I have to practice this piece for like five hours today or else I'll, I'll never make the, you know, I'll never make first share or whatever they're, they're trying to do. I'll never play Lincoln Center, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, if you're taking it that seriously, yeah, you should practice for like eight, 10 hours a day, like to, uh, to make sure you get your spot on the, uh, you know, on the ensemble. But I feel like us mere mortals that are not Juilliard students like should be able to practice 30 minutes every day. How you break that down and, um, and the efficiency of, uh, of what you practice, because it's uh, my the same teacher that told me to practice for 30 minutes also said that practice doesn't make perfect. It's perfect practice makes perfect. It's, it's about the, you know, the efficiency of the things that you practice. For example, if you practice like island style for 30 minutes you're just gonna get good at island style like you're gonna get really good at it you know what i mean like not, i'm not saying that you won't improve you'll get good you'll get good at that song you know but if you know if you say you practice for 30 minutes the uh key of c which which island style is in you know not only will you be good at island style you'll be good at everything in the key of c that's, I don't know if that makes sense to you folks, but it's more just like the efficiency of what you practice that you want to practice so that you can be good at, you know, you can double dip, triple dip, quadruple dip into other things as well. Because if you just practice, just, you know, um, down, down, up, up, down, up all day or whatever, like and that's, you'll be good at down, down, up, up, down, up, right? But if you mix it up, down, down, up, up, down, up. whatever then you'll just be good at following a group or like following a consistent beat or strumming with your right hand and and, uh, and coming up with like different kinds of strums depending on on the uh, on, on the setting of the song so that's something that i would you know i would do yes practice consistency so if you're a beginner maybe just stick to down down up up down up or whatever but you want to be better than that so maybe practice that for one day practice something else on another day and try to see if you can combine the two um but uh, for me, in that 30 minutes, I break it down like this, maybe five minutes of warm-ups, okay? Five, 10 minutes of warm-ups, doesn't really matter, you know? Um, and then I, I feel like 10, 15 minutes 
of scales. Like a good chunk of your practice should be scales. And it's not just, it's not just doing that for like 15 minutes. Yes, that is a scale. <laughs> But if you, you know, if you say you want to practice a C scale, okay, there's, there, there's more to it than that. So yes, you want to practice that, but look at what notes you're playing there. C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, because there's no sharps or flats, but there's C, D, E here. So you can do, or there's a C, D, F. So I would maybe play that scale up and down all the way up from C, you know, like maybe eight or 10 times, but each time you do it is different. You know, maybe the first time you go, then you go. Or, like, or just try to see if you can do it different every, you know, every time. whatever you know like just have fun with it also in in that key remember i said practice the uh, you know practice the scale practice the key of c so in c it's going to be c d minor e minor f g a minor b diminished c so do that you know practice that as well okay now you can uh there's more than one position so maybe practicing two different you know inversions of, of a chord three different inversions of a chord see how this is longer than just like just doing that for 15 minutes there's a lot involved so now you're practicing the scale you know all the notes up and down your fretboard where those notes in c you know like three different you know inversions to play your c chords in the chord family of c um maybe you're you know you're playing around with with different rhythms and stuff if you were to play island style Island style is gonna seem so easy <laughs> after after a while because you just you know your way up you know up and down the key of C in like not just the notes but the chords and inversions and that just makes it that much you know that much better I believe so it's just it's not practice makes perfect it's perfect practice makes perfect yeah mm -hmm. yep. and then you've mentioned too that there's a difference between practice and playing yes so. There's a difference between practice and playing. Practice is like sitting down, learning, you know, like learning something. What that means is maybe you're, you know, you're learning drills, like maybe you're learning a new technique. You're learning, you know, you're, you're working on your, you're working on your strum, you're working on your consistency, you're working on, you know, your speed or whatever that may be. If you're playing your ukulele, I don't count that as practice because that's just playing your ukulele. The key word there is play. Practice is to sit down, be serious and learn something. You know, because if you're just playing something that you already know, you didn't really learn anything. You're just playing that song that you already you already know. So I'm once again knocking the hornet's nest or the bees, you know, the bee, the honeycomb or whatever, maybe you know, whatever you want to call it. Like, there's a reason why when we do songs here at Ukulele Underground, we try to give it to you in the original key. And we don't try to make it so that it's a key that you, you know, that you can play or that you already know. Because what, what do you learn from, you know, from, uh, from playing a different song, but in the same key as you play the others? It might even be the same chords as something else that you already, that you already played. That's, there's nothing you're, you know, you're, nothing new that you're learning there. You're just playing that same song, you know? So there could be like a play along and that's fine, but 
doing a completely new tutorial based on something that you know that that you that you already know how to do it's it's kind of it's kind of tough so playing that song i wouldn't really you know call it practicing it's more playing than practicing yeah yeah, yeah. i feel I, like if you if you play through a whole song that's yeah. playing yeah but if you chop it up like you say like i'm just working on this yeah, very specific just, part of yeah. the song and zooming just, into it yeah. just doing that over and over so that or you like get it consistent figuring out on a, the most efficient way to do mm -hmm. it then yeah. that's practice yeah because you're working on your technique to yeah. get that clean you're yeah. working on your you know working on your timing you're working maybe you you know you, you use a metronome to make sure that you're switching correctly because all those terms switching and and you know and and, and getting the core down and stuff that's all working on technique working on you know on your core knowledge so that's not just playing that's working yeah so practice working on things and learning things yeah i think like what mm -hmm. you said like the people at juilliard or the people yeah. who are gonna like who are you know performers they'll yeah. practice a lot but then i also think that they might not practice as much as like you think they are mm. like where they're just grinding all the time mm. and i think it's it really is like about being efficient and being honest with yourself yeah, yeah. and saying like i'm not good at this yeah. this is the thing that i'm like the part in the song that i'm the worst at that is what i'm gonna drill and find out yeah, and figure yeah, out, like, yeah, yeah what how i can make that better so i'm not i'm not saying that like don't play songs because you no. should always play songs yeah. but practice that's why i say practice is 30 minutes you know you're you're sitting down being serious and about learning and working on stuff for 30 minutes the rest of the day, of the day play your ukulele have fun with it you know like, like don't stress out about you know uh oh i i, I gotta work on this chord once again, that the key where there is work, do that during practice time. You know, play ukulele, have fun with it, it's, and play those songs that you like. Play, you know, like island style over and over and over and over and over again. You know, but don't call it practice. It's like, <laughs> and it's totally human nature, right? When you're yeah. like sitting down and you're like practicing, and it's just like, this is like so boring, or this is hard, mm -hmm. and you're just like, I'm just gonna play like a little bit, and you have fun with like playing a song. It's like. Mm -hmm. that felt pretty good that I, I like that part and mm -hmm. it's just like human nature to just want to be like yeah i'm gonna just keep doing that yeah. the parts that i like i'm just gonna keep doing mm -hmm. so it is kind of hard to just like deviate from that and being like yeah, yeah i have to be serious i gotta like really confront what am i not good at and then really nail that down yeah so if, yeah. if but i think if you want to be better that that's the way to get better like mm -hmm. that that is it Perfect practice makes perfect. I think we've, we've talked about that subject before, but I love bringing it back up because I don't uh, expect anyone to uh, go and listen to like 100 episodes of this, of this podcast <laughs> just to find out one episode where we talk about this. <laughs> okay, uh, I think we can end it there. We answered a bunch of questions. I answered you guys' questions. Once again, I, I'm getting these questions like, and as you folks seen, folks who are asking these questions live, I'm I'm getting them in real time. <laughs> this is I might have a different opinion tomorrow. I don't know, but this is the best that I can answer them now. I mean, to my best knowledge, I've I've heard these questions over and over again, so I'm pretty confident with them, with my O's. But always remember, O's, not A's. Okay, opinions, not answers. <laughs> okay, uh, and any business. Uh, we do right. I mean, uh, other business. I I know I have you know the, the the thing that i want to promote but uh, okay so um tell me if I, tell me if there's anything that i'm missing but uh 
in the month of September, we are going out to see you folks, okay? For you folks who are in Washington, the state of Washington, or are able to travel to the state of Washington during these times, we would love to see you. Um, September, September 7, 8, 9, and 10, we will be doing, um, we will be doing some shows, we'll be doing some meet and greets and stuff, so come out and see us. September 7 is going to be at the Edmonds uh, Center. Edmonds, what is it called? Waterfront Center. Waterfront Center. Like Edmonds Waterfront Center. Um, we have a link uh, that you guys can you guys can check out. If not, go to the Edmonds Waterfront Center website and you can purchase your tickets there. Um, I'm going to be doing a workshop and concerts. So I'm, I'm going to do a workshop. We'll learn a song. We'll learn some techniques and stuff. We'll have a good time. Um, and then we'll play for you folks. It's going to be myself, Aaron, and Kaniho. Never, ever before seen on tour the, the trio that, that, that we've been kind of, you know, we've been building for, for some time now. So it's a completely new experience. If you've watched this play live before, if you watched Aaron and I, if you like that, the trio is just that much better than, than that. I mean, Aaron and I have like a, a certain charm to it, but this one too is very, very, very special. So make sure you come out and see this brand new trio that we've been, uh, that we've been working on, okay? Now, uh, that's September 7th. September 8th is going to be in Port Orchard, Washington. That's going to be at the Oceana Ukes, I guess, backyard or whatever he wants to call it. But mm -hmm. it is uh, it is with Zach over at Oceana Ukulelis. He was nice enough to uh, to host us for that night. And that's just a concert. We're going to be doing a concert. Um, I believe the concert for that one is going to be a little bit longer. So it's going to be an hour and a half. The concert on the 7th is going to be an hour. Um, Come out. That should be that should be good fun. On the 9th, I'm going to be doing uh, a, a couple of workshops over at the Seattle Center. So in Seattle, we're going to be doing the Live Aloha Festival. Live Aloha Festival is an awesome cultural festival that uh, that that happens every year in the state of Washington over in Seattle. Very very awesome stuff. Even if you don't go to my workshop, there's some amazing workshops that are being held by some amazing people who really know their craft, who really know their art. If you want to learn how to speak Hawaiian, make feather lays, or just you know like immerse yourself in Hawaiian culture. Uh, that's the, that's that's the place to do it. And best of all, free of charge for the first year in in Live Aloha. All of these workshops are free. So you want to learn how to make a feather lay? You want to learn you know how to speak Hawaiian? You want to learn Hawaiian ukulele? You want to learn my style of ukulele? Because there's two different ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, head over to the Seattle Center um, on the 9th. I believe that's in the morning time and afternoon. So be there. Take some lessons for free, okay? On the 10th, that same trio that I'm talking about, myself, Aaron, and Kaniho will be doing a guitar ukulele bass trio uh, for the Live Aloha Festival. So that festival with all the performances are going to be on Sunday. Can't wait to see um, everyone there. The, I believe the... The festival's free. You can just go, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I believe it's free. Um, we're there all day. Our performances may be an hour, okay? 45 minutes to an hour. We're there all day, all right? Which means if you guys come out and guys come out to see us, if you guys want to just hang out, we could probably just hang out, mm -hmm. you know? And we'll be there all day, all right? And um, I believe Neil's there. I believe, you know, like... Uh, um, 
what's his name uh there's the other locals who are there as you know as well and strum the ukulele groups seattle's totally relaxed ukulele <laughs> you know <laughs> what is the m in musicians ukulele <laughs> musician they're there yeah. they're a great group if you'd like to you know if you'd like to see them play live or join the ranks and stuff they'll be there so there's gonna be lots of awesome ukulele people to even just hang out with yeah um and yeah, Aaron and I will be there. You want to go hug Aaron in person? Go, go hug Aaron at at the Siam Center. <laughs> you can yeah. you can do that. He doesn't he doesn't say no, folks, right? <laughs> Kahai. And Connie Leo will probably have a booth there. Yeah, so we'll, Connie Leo we'll will have a likely booth. be around that area. Yeah, so yeah, you guys ever want to try some like some high end, beautiful, gorgeous custom ukuleles? They'll have them. You know what I mean? I'm I'm pretty sure they'll have like like a platinum or two like there for you to try out so if you wanted to play like a five ten thousand dollar ukulele it's there you know what i mean like um just go to the seattle center august uh, september 10 it's gonna be it's an all-day event and we'll be playing sometime that day i don't know exactly i haven't put out the, the time slots yet for for musicians but we'll be there all day on the 10th and then we come home on the 11th but also there's uh there's no um open mic on september 8th just to or september 7th so just to kind of give you guys a heads up okay any other businesses that uh, we need to get to yeah or i think since there's no mm-hmm. open mic on september 7th mm-hmm. uh i think most people the last jam we asked if people want it on the 14th and yeah. people said yeah yeah so okay cool so we'll, we will have our open mic for those of you folks who care or you know or uh, attend and stuff or play um that will be september 14th so the following thursday we will be doing that okay any anything else i think that's it uh yeah so um if anything if you guys are watching this is a replay we'll try to have the links below in the description so click on those links to purchase your tickets for for our shows we would love 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 to see you there it's it's our first time back touring seattle when I mean, we went to seattle last year or washington last year but it's our first time um traveling to washington and also kanijo's first time going to the mainland and playing music in general uh i would i would love it if you guys came out you know and make this successful so that we could come back to uh, to the state of washington because i don't know if we go and there's like five people are like why are we doing this <laughs> why are we why are we doing this but so, if there's yeah so please <laughs> you know you come out so we can uh, we can come back and we can see you again okay but if there's six people, then it's like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, maybe yeah, this yeah, is maybe. a party, kind of yeah. like us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'll see you folks next time. Uh, see you on Friday for a little Friday live jam. For those of you folks who are um, booking private lessons on UU Plus, I'll see you tomorrow.